I'm Kara. I'm Elena. And this is Science FM. Hey, my name is Kara, and I'm here to say we're gonna learn about fish today. Hey, my name's Elena, and I'm here to say the expert we have on is William Gray. I hope you guys are ready to learn about fish, who will be everything you could wish. The thing about fish is they're really cool. They live in groups, you know, they're called schools. One fish, two fish, three, four, five. I hope we get to catch one live. Uh, guys, we're, we're talking about overfishing. What? 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 Excuse me? Wait, what did she say? What? The f- the fish, they're going away? Like, like it's bad? Does she mean it's bad? Okay. Well, Kara, I, I guess we should find out. Elena, I'm scared. Hey, Gray, welcome to the pod. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, thanks for being on. Uh, just to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I am Gray Lanta, William Gray Lanta, as you heard in that intro. His wow. first name is William. First name Second is name, Gray. Last name, Lanta. Oh. Um, I uh, live here in Chicago. Met you guys at Iowa. Go hot. Study creative writing. Ooh. And I am from the great state of Texas, Austin, Texas. Very big. Very big. So large, no water. No water. No water. But you know what does have a lot of water, Kara? The ocean. Oh! The you ocean is comprised primarily of primarily it. Primarily water. What else does it have? Salt. Mm, and plants. plants. And it's got jellies. Jellies. And whales. And sharks, sharks. Live in, sharks live there. Turtles. Turtles. Generally a lot of fish. 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 <gasps> Gray. Overfishing. No, 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 no. That wasn't going to be our question. Our question was going to be, do fish feel love? Do fish feel love? Yeah. Yeah. I think that the clownfish feels love or some sort of love against a, uh, against a sea anemone. Okay. But uh, other than that, I feel like it's no love. No love in the deep sea. Whoa, a loveless species? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I have not a lot of love for the ocean. Whoa. Which is surprising given this topic. Are you afraid of it? I'm actually very scared of the ocean. <gasps> oh. Tell us why. Um, I have a big fear of whales. Um, it's because they're so big. <laughs> it's actually because, yeah, they're too big. Uh, I don't really have any in- interaction with whales other than I've seen videos of them and I don't like it. Hmm. But I'm here to <laughs> I'm here to really just lay down my case for something that I am terrified for. And that's wow. Frankly, I think it's pretty brave. <laughs> that is, I think you're probably the bravest guest we've had on so yeah, far. We've had sure. mostly pretty cowardly guests. Yeah, <laughs> only cowards so far. Yeah. And you're the first hero we've had. So yeah. thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. But, Gray, do you want to tell us a little bit about overfishing? Um, yeah. So, overfishing is pretty much just to fish an area excessively. So, it's like exhausting the supply of fish in a given area. Uh, that given area is usually called fisheries, and it has like a fish stock, which is like the population of fish in there. So overfishing is pretty much just like sending out untold amount of vessels, just reaping in these fish to the point of a population that can't reproduce and can't grow to a sustainable level again. That's a That's big bummer. So dark. <laughs> Not to lay that all on the line, but that's wow. essentially what it is. Okay, it's a lot on the line. That is. It's all the fish, is what it sounds like. All the fish are laid out on the line right now. Yeah, and what are we gonna do about it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say. Well, we're all. Where is this happening? 
everywhere. All Oh my god. Well, I guess not. <laughs> Shit. Okay, I thought we could start in one small area and fix a <laughs> and small area <laughs> and just slowly spiral out like start in land touching waters, you know, and then move farther into depths of the ocean, but I guess <laughs> I guess that's not going to work cuz they're all over. The boats are all over is what you're saying? Essentially, yeah. Well, Okay. <laughs> mostly in the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Yeah, that's like where the most of the people who are overfishing are. And then the Atlantic a little bit less so. Um like China and Japan are in the top five of countries that overfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that it's 80% of all bluefin tuna or all tuna in general is consumed by Japan. So that's like a lot of these areas where they are experiencing like pretty intense overfishing. Not to say, though, that in North America, we're experiencing some similar things, too. Right. Okay. So you're saying like for Japan and China, is it a thing where they're experiencing the most overfishing? Do you think because they're like... Uh, they have such large coasts, and most of their economic like income comes from fishing anyway. Or uh, maybe, yeah. I I think that like yeah. I think a lot of like the population like I I would say it's like also a cultural thing too. It's like most of the population just eats fish. Mm-hmm. I feel like in America, that's not exactly like the big hankering for fish just isn't really there. No. Um, I mean, I feel like most of our livestock and most of the meat that we eat is kind of like. Red meat. Heck yeah, pigs. Pigs. We got pigs. pigs. We got pigs. cows. Pigs. We got cows, pigs. babies. We got yeah, we cows got and some pigs. Little chickens in there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Little um, chicks. Little chicks. Did you know there's more pigs than people in the state of Iowa? Fun fact. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did not know that. And there's definitely more fish than people in Japan. Yeah. I would. I would. I would say that. Say I would say so, but maybe not for much longer. Very oh, true. Yeah. Is. Because what you're telling us is we're upon collapse and soon, um, soon we're going to have fishless waters. Yeah, that's like one of the one of the things that when I was kind of researching uh, this topic a little bit before I came on, one thing I noticed is that all these articles are written between like 2002 and 2011. Okay, there are barely any articles talking about this past like 2012, which I think is strange. Uh, but so some of this data it can be a little outdated. Mm-hmm. But in 2006, uh, panelists uh, science excuse me, scientists were on a panel for the article, uh, the periodical science. Okay. Uh, And they said that all fisheries will experience some sort of collapse by the year 2050. Now, that was in 2006, so it can be a little outdated, but that seems to be like... You're worse. Yeah, maybe it's gotten worse a little (laughs) bit. But that was, in 2006, that was the estimate that, like, most fisheries will collapse by 2050. And by collapse, meaning, like, 90% of the population will just be gone. Wow, that's a huge claim to make on a scientific panel. Wait, okay, so, Gray, we know you're afraid of the ocean and whales. Yes. Um, I'm just curious, we didn't even touch on this. Why Why were you and are you so interested in the topic of overfishing? Yeah, um, I did a uh, project in college about, like, world issues, and I did this, and I was like, oh, you know, like I used to fish with my grandpa all the time. Um, like This will be interesting, and I'm sure this is a bad thing that's going on. Um, yeah, and then I was just kind of really surprised of how dire the situation was. And so, um, yeah, a lot of uh, nature photographers I follow on uh, on Instagram. Um, What's your they, handle? Uh, Lanticore. Cool. Cool. Ooh, yeah, very hey, thanks cool. for the plug. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, like Paul Nikan, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a organization called Sea Legacy. Um, another plug. Um, Hey, oh, I Paul. love Sea Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so they, yeah, they, they like kind of like following these photographers I really like talk about the issues as well, like kind of open my eyes a little bit and seeing like, oh, this is pretty bad. Yeah. Like that prediction of the seas being empty of fish in 2050 was made in 2006, but it's still probably fairly likely. Mm-hmm. Damn. 
Okay. <laughs> damn. Well, damn. Do you ever think scientists just want to scare us? <laughs> I think yeah. all the time. I don't I mean, believe a word these eggheads sh- are saying. <laughs> granted, like, if that's what they're doing, then good, right? Like, Yeah, they're killing us. it. I'm scared all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I, I wonder about that. But I, I do think that it is, it is really bad. But, I mean, as Gray mentioned, it's maybe not as reported anymore. So maybe we're not, like, just thinking about it or reading about it. Yeah. Do you think it's a government cover-up is why we're not reporting yeah. on it anymore? Absolutely. Okay, thank okay. you. And I'm thank here to you. blow the lid off of it. Thank you. Is Nixon really dead? No, he's in the ocean. Okay. Oh, my god! But gosh. the thing is, he's fighting on the side of the fish, which is kind of weird. <laughs> oh. I could see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's, yeah, that's fair and fine. Okay, wait. So, so with overfishing, how many fish are getting fished out of fisheries like so, it's you're saying it's a high high enough percentage where these fish populations are no longer able to reproduce at a rate that's sustainable. Yeah. Okay. So about like right now, about eighty percent of fisheries are overfished or in the process of collapsing. Cool. Yeah. When you say well, collapsing, that means like it's on the verge of like not being able to create a sustainable population again. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Told you it'd be a bummer. Yeah, um, you're killing it so far. <laughs> you're just, you're not lying to us right yet. So that's it's a bummer so far for sure. Yeah, and so yeah, that's pretty much like only like one third of all fisheries. So that's pretty much like one third essentially of the entire ocean of all oceans. I would say mm-hmm. are fish to a level that allow fish to reproduce. Yeah, it's interesting because there's like an example of a fish called the orange raffy fish, um, which just takes a really, really long time to mature. Mm -hmm. So it like can live past like 100 years, but it's like in its 30s when you feel like it's like a teen. Right. But so it it reproduces at a very, very low rate. So those fish getting fish, then um, they're not going to be able to repopulate as quickly because they're just not producing as quickly as Mm -hmm. you think they would be, Mm -hmm. um, which is not something anyone really keeps in mind. Like no one knows that like most people don't like care that well, these fish are yeah. like that yeah right? well no like, like elena like you were saying yeah these fish like what was it, the orange raffy fish mm-hmm. yeah it takes a long time to mature and i read into like one of the articles i was looking at in 2013 it said that i believe 90 percent of pacific bluefin tuna were too young to reproduce that were fished out oh, mm-hmm. so they were just scooping out the babies mm-hmm. before they had a chance to even like create a new generation mm-hmm. that's exactly what's going on with like the other fish as well and like we don't tell the difference when we're eating our fish. We're like, oh, I'm eating a child. Like, <laughs> like that's not the way that works, and at so least, it doesn't matter. At least, like, Veal tells you. It's like, this is a baby cow you're eating. Yeah. Just forewarned. Yeah, forewarned. <laughs> but nobody ever tells you that it's a baby fish. Unless you're eating, like, roe, then it's like, you know, it's fish eggs. It's before it even can get going. Yeah. But is it, like, so I'm thinking of, like, my papu, he fishes, um, mm-hmm. or he did fish, um, and uh, he and his brother would go out, they'd go on a little little boat, and they would fish, and then they'd come back, and they'd grill. Um, so are we talking, like, these, like, little villager fishermen, or are we talking, like, bigger, like, fishing that yeah, is, is it causing like, this problem? Is it an army of small rowboats, and <laughs> all these people have these poles, and they're, pol- and they're doing that? Yeah, it's mostly uh, large fishing corporations that are subsidized by their governments. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much. Uh, but corporations are people, so. Yeah. That's true, yeah. All these, like, individuals who have rights uh, who mm-hmm. also own, like, all these other people right. who work oh, for them. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Owning That's, people, yeah. yeah. And so they're <laughs> okay. sending people out to go okay. fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, yeah, the governments are subsidizing them, pretty much giving them uh, insurance, like, payments, and as as well, like, paying for their gas and pretty much, like, 
paying for them to go out and fish. Um, I believe the statistic was that like you could have that and you'd still essentially get the same amount of fish like coming back in. And as well, they're just like bringing in every single last fish rather than like kind of like having that or like creating a smaller, like more sustainable fishing group. Mm. Yeah. So it's like these major corporations that are pretty much going into the open seas and taking these fish. Wow. Corporations are bad. Yeah, I've heard that they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, so obviously overfishing is an issue, but I know there's like fish farms. Or that, is that part of the problem? Is that part of the solution? What's up with those guys? Uh, yeah, those are bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah, two for two. <laughs> more bad things. Um, yeah, fish farms are these kind of like farm. It's essentially what it sounds like. Yeah, it's like these big underwater farms for fish, mm-hmm. mostly on coastlines. Um, they usually farm fish like trout, salmon, um, like most like the more common fish that you'd see. Mm-hmm. The thing is that those fish are carnivores, so they eat other fish. Okay. So you're pretty much still having two fish to get the little fish to feed those fish that you then eat. Mm-hmm. So they're wow. not farming the baby fish that they feed to the big fish. They're just kind of, it's like a cycle again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is some like um, the catfish. That is a vegetarian fish, and so they feed it like some sort of like grub, <laughs> um, and then that like is a little bit more, I guess, in the grander scheme of things, a little bit more sustainable. Um, so when you're going to the grocery store, it's good to point out like if you're buying salmon, it's actually better to buy like the wild caught salmon than to buy fish farm salmon mm-hmm. um, because they're using they're overfishing more for the fish farm salmon than the wild caught salmon. But that's like the opposite with. Um, with catfish, where, like, you should get the one that is the farm instead of the wild-caught catfish, mm-hmm. um, which I think is kind of interesting. And you can definitely look this stuff up as well um, online. There's an article that I read um, called Seafood Watch, um, and it kind of ch- you can, like, choose the state that you want um, to see, like, what kind of fish you should be eating and what could it, kind of fish that maybe you should, like, relax on. And I chose Illinois, and it had some options, uh, like, safe to eat is, like, the Arctic char, uh, the barramundi, um, bass, catfish, clams, anything that's, like, shell is good. Um, that's not as bad. Um, but do not eat <laughs> any cod. That is a bad thing. Don't eat cod. <laughs> No cod. No cod. Well, that's speaking about cod, yeah, that's actually one of the examples of like North America experiencing an entire collapse of an ecosystem. In Canada, like on the northern coast, like northeastern coast of Canada, the Atlantic cod was completely wiped out, essentially. They put a moratorium on fishing in 92, and it was only supposed to last two years for like the population to grow again. The moratorium is still on. Mm -hmm. So only about 25% of the population has come back. Um, but those estimates might be skewed because apparently it might not be the fish is coming back. It might just be that better technology has just found more fish. <laughs> just found the ones that oh, were hiding. Man. <laughs> technology good. has certainly gotten too far. <laughs> yeah, but like another thing on those uh, those fish farms, like even if you go to those uh, fish farms that kind of like with the catfish that don't eat other fish, um, they're kind of breeding grounds for disease and, mm-hmm. like, apparently sea lice is a big thing. Oh, um, God, gross. Yeah, so uh, the images, if you look them up, like fish farm, like salmon farm, if you look up um, uh, Piscine reovirus, um, it's pretty disturbing stuff. So um, it pretty much causes, like, lesions, tumors, um, blindness in fish, and, like, malformations, essentially. So these fish become contaminated. Since these are kind of like open air farms, a lot of them get out 
and then infect the wild population. So it's kind of like damaging the ecosystem that is surrounding it as well. And they take up like these uh, fish farms take up a lot of land too, right? They're they're taking big chunks. So that's also, I suppose, a bad thing. Yeah, they like ruin coastlines. Oh boy! Sorry, y'all. Were were fish farms created to prevent overfishing, or were they created just to make a faster process? I feel like it. I have to imagine that it was some sort of altruistic uh, intent behind it, because um, yeah, it's it's you're kind of like, or maybe not even altruistic for the point of like, well, we've domesticated all these other animals. Why not domesticate the fish? And like you were saying, in feeding it grubs and other like things, we were talking that they're trying to develop salmon that just eat corn which i mean would be good that you're not overfishing um to like feed those guys but still it's strange yeah for sure it's like (sighs) if humans could just not be so gluttonous true but but it's not like everyone's just it's like not these kings covered in no but i I think that like generally like the human population like what was it it's the tragedy of the commons or that everyone is being pretty selfish um like countries um all have equal share to the ocean space that's not within i think two is it 200 miles off your coast um that is actually like like 200 miles off the coast is going to be that country's. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, it's all just like everybody's space. Yeah. Um, and so the idea is that um, just for example, like France is going to look at a space and be like, well, if we don't come in and take all this fish, um, then America's going to do it instead. And so everyone is fishing as much as they can um, to make up for what they think is the other side doing it. Oh, and everyone thinks that everyone else is doing bad. And no one, no one's going to not do it because they think the other side is just going to take advantage of them. Yeah, and you want to be self-reliant. You want to make sure that you're the one who's getting those fish. In right. that article about Japan I was reading, like, the tuna is becoming so, like, uh, uh, profitable there because, like, the population's obviously dying. Uh, a, like, I think it was, like, a 450-kilogram uh, tuna went for $1.4 million, like for just like a luxury restaurant bought it. That's insane. So now if you're like a if you're like a uh, a fisher and you hear that you're like, "Oh, I got to get out there and get that I got to get that money." Um yeah. but yeah, like you're saying, even if it's even if it's like that 200-mile radius away from your like from your coastline, mm-hmm. like that's even still a pretty loose thing. Like I think it was 20% of all overfishing is done by or 20% of all catches like recorded are illegal fishing. Mm-hmm. So people are just going into other people's land who, like, know that they won't do anything and just taking their fish. I know that, um, like, Chinese boats were seen off, like, the western coast of Africa pretty much just, like, getting all that fish. Because yeah. as well, like, what are you going to do? Like, shoot at their boat and, like, start World War Three? Like, it's there's not really much you can do in terms of management on the high seas. Are there ways to prevent overfishing? Um, yeah, you know, they're few and far between, but <laughs> um, the big one would just be don't eat fish. Oh, yeah, like you were saying, um, eating shellfish just because those can be those can be sustainably grown in farms, um, like mollusks, shellfish essentially to really stick to those. Um, like you were saying as well, only eating like carnivorous fish that are caught in the wild rather than like farm fed like carnivorous fish um and as well this is a little bit harder but eliminating fishing subsidies uh on a governmental level Mm -hmm. um just because that can yeah like i said before like completely like limit the amount of boats that are actually able to go out there 
That said, that takes away a lot of jobs and takes away a lot of incomes for people. And that's kind of like the catch 22 here is that mm-hmm. like these are people's livelihoods who are out there mm-hmm. like catching these fish. So it kind of becomes like that sort of question of like whether or not you protect these people's livelihoods and jobs or you kind of protect the environment. Mm. And that's a lot of situations where overfishing is happening. That's kind of like the moral choice there. Right. Okay. Wild. Okay. Yeah. That's hard to. <laughs> that's hard to do. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Well, and it's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's very simple for us to talk about it here. Be like, mm-hmm. it's so easy for people to just get new jobs. But stop obvi- fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just stop it. Yeah. But it's not. It's it's uh, that that would be very difficult. I feel like there are ways for our government, our government, governments, like everyone's governments to like work together to make this like to fix this problem. Mm-hmm. Because as Gray mentioned, this might be happening in the next like 20 years, mm-hmm. 25 years. So, um Yeah. It just it's pretty crazy. There's not a lot of things to help it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately not. Um, and yeah, like you're saying before, it's like retraining like these like retraining these like uh, coal miners, like you said, like in that situation where the Atlantic cod disappeared in Canada, thirty five thousand jobs were lost. And so like the actual Canadian government actually paid like for some classes to be like, I know this sucks, but we can, like, help you do other things. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of, like, small pickings, but... Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, yeah, there's not really much on, like, a local level you can do. It's just more of, like, eating sustainably is, like, the big one. And also, a really quick update, it is actually uh, 13.8 miles outside of every country that we own. It is not 200 miles, as I had originally. I was very... I. Wanted to give too much ocean to our countries. <laughs> you got to take it back. The thing about maritime law is it's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? You got 14 miles off that coast. Kira, you sound like... Uh, and it's a lawless land. I'm I, saying you get yourself a boat. They're more like guidelines. And you, you paddle out into sea. You sound like a pirate or something. Where you you're like leaning your boat. back in a chair. You're holding like some sort of weapon. And you just rob people 14 miles out. I feel awoke. Awoke. I've been awoke by this pod. <laughs> so, Gray, do you have any last words for us about overfishing, fishing, environment, whales? Uh, whales. Um, I think all my opinions on whales have been pretty clearly stated. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I would just say, yeah, I mean, just like, hey, listen, I like eating fish too. Just try not to as much. Really yeah. don't. And I mean, you don't want to be nihilistic to the point where you're like, Oh, man, these fish are going to be going anyway. Like, might as well have some. Mm. Um, but no, I would just say try to eat sustainably. Um, give to organizations like WWF and Sea Legacy just because on your level it might be hard to get the governments to stop funding overfishing. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's This is the second time that the World Wildlife Fund has gotten a plug on the show. Yeah, yeah. they're really great. Actually, yeah, really donate to them. Um, yeah. They do great stuff. They do and... great stuff. And we often forget that our environment is always dying, so. All right. Okay, well, great. (laughs) Thanks for being on the pod. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Science FM is hosted by me, Kara Larson, and Elena Briss. Shout out to the only person who can make us sound good, our editor, Lane Gerbig. Special thanks to the IO Theater for letting us record in their studios. Our theme music is by Tracy Kunzika. You can check out more of her work on her Twitter at T-R-U-N-Z-I-K-A. Thanks this week to Gray Lanta and his knowledge on overfishing. To further explore the world of Science FM, visit our website at sciencefm.org. Don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Thanks for listening. See you soon. I 
do need to air something. Kara, what's wrong? Oh, no. Um, I just need to let our dear listeners know that Gray and Elena are, in fact, dating. They are, in fact... Boyfriend and girlfriend. We have a boyfriend and a girlfriend on the pod right now, and it's Elaine and Grana, and and, and, <laughs> and that's their that's their couple name is Grana, and they they kiss each other, and I've seen it happen before, and I just need you guys to know that they are to get the Grana is together. Okay, continue. <laughs> 